God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord. This is where I lay it down. Praise the Lord. How many like that new song? Maybe it's not new to you, but hallelujah. My daughter uh, showed to me that song, and the first time I heard it, I started crying. Second time I heard it, I started crying some more. Then we played it on Wednesday night, and I cried all the more. So I'm like going, okay, God. <laughs> uh, there's an anointing there about surrendering ourselves to Jesus. Amen? And letting him move in our lives, praise the Lord. Well, how's everybody doing this morning? How many? All right. How's everybody doing this morning? All right. What about the rest of you? Everybody okay? Hallelujah. Glory to God. It's new for me. I know it's probably new for you. You don't get to hear me right off the bat. And I know that might make some of you sad, but that's okay. Glory to Jesus. Okay. Nobody's even laughing at my jokes today at all. Nothing, man. I got a hard crowd today. Well, glory to God. We're going to go ahead and take up our uh, uh, tithes and offerings for today's service. If you need an offering envelope for your giving, please slide a hand up. Thank you, Lord. Um, I do want to share a scripture that's very familiar with you. Um, Dad Hagen used to say this. You can just skim through the Bible, skim across the surface, and every now and then you're going to find a nugget. But if you really want to find the gold, you got to start digging. And what that means is you need to start researching and studying words out. In the New Testament's written in Greek. The Old Testament's written in, written in Hebrew. But uh, the word here in Philippians 4.19, how many have ever heard a teaching on Philippians 4.19? If you've been coming to this church for any length of time, you've heard one. And it says, in my God, everybody say, my God. My God. Shall supply, everybody shall supply. Shall supply. All my need, All my according to his riches. In glory, by Christ Jesus. How many believe that's true? My God. See, my God shall supply all my need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Now, a lot of times people have the tendency to believe that God will supply our, our needs up to a certain level. To take care of us and no more. But that is not who our God is. If you've been here for what we've been teaching on in here, you understand that. But the Bible, actually what's cool here. The word supply comes from the Greek word, and there's no way I'm going to be able to say this. If you're taking notes or you want to take notes, it's E-P-I-C-H-O-R-E-G-I-A-S. Anybody want to try that one? Epicorygias. I just, that's Greek to me. Anyway, thank you. And so, but listen to what the, it tells that, that when Jesus supplies our needs, he doesn't just supply them to just that getting by level. That word actually means this. It means, it describes a massive contribution. Did you hear what I just said? It means a massive contribution. So I believe it's safe to say that my God shall massively supply all my needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Amen. Now, see, if you're catching that, you get a little bit happier than some of you are right now. See, my God, is he your God? Yes. Shall supply. No, 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 I'm sorry. My God shall massively supply. Yes. Now, I don't know if you've ever heard of the word massively before, but it's not just getting enough to go get by. It means overflowing. It means a massive amount. Oh, glory to God. I tell you, that makes me a happy man. 
I know that my God, everybody say my God, he shall massively supply our needs. Do you believe that this morning? That's what, see what I'm saying? You kind of dug a little deeper today and looked at one of those words. But then it just kind of opened that scripture up a little bit more, make it a little bit more exciting. I've always liked uh, uh, confessing that scripture over my family and me. My God shall supply all my needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. And I always just add this. That means to the overflow. But now I can say my God shall massively supply all my family's needs and all my needs in Jesus' name. Woo, glory to God. I expect it. Woo, come on, brother, I tell you. Nobody else, me and you will have a good time. Woo, glory to God. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Um, for those who need, uh, want to know, I guess I'm going to share this with you. Um, we have sold the car back there. Praise God. Thank God we got some of that are buying that car. And uh, so we're going to move on. Irene, getting a new vehicle. Amen. And with all the monies we've raised, it'll be around $13,000. So she's going to get her a good little SUV, four, whatever it is, four-wheel four drive vehicle. And it's going to be a good one. One that's going to be a blessing to her. Amen. Praise the Lord. I was just listening to, uh, uh, I wasn't just listening to, I guess Riley had put it up on her Instagram. Michael Todd, you know, y'all familiar who Michael Todd is? I think his church is in Dallas, is that right? Dallas, Texas. And so he was uh, out shopping and he ran into this elderly black man in a bathroom and he just, you know, started talking to him and everything else. And, and he comes out first, Michael Todd, and he goes, okay, I'm fixing to bless this man with some new sneakers. And he doesn't know anything about it. And he goes up to him. He says, come on, come on, come on. I'm going to bless you with some new sneakers. And he ends up buying them, you know, of course, sneakers that I would never wear. But anyway, real shiny ones and everything else. But th this older man began to cry that someone would take the time to love on him by blessing him with some new shoes. Doesn't that, make, doesn't that do something to you? Doesn't that make that want to be the way you live your life? You, walk, you go to the mall. We, we, we haven't been to the mall in a long time. But you go into the mall and you see someone going down and they're looking at it and putting everything back. And they look at it and put it back. Just walk up and say, well, you, you want that? Do you, do, you, do, you, do you need that? And they'll say, well, here, let me get it for you. Am I the only one that gets excited about doing that kind of stuff? I'm so thrilled about being able to bless Irene with a new vehicle. This blesses me to no end. Hallelujah. And who, who, all of you who have sowed into this, and I'm not saying this in a bad way to those who haven't, but if anybody has sowed into this, glory to God, you can start claiming a new vehicle for yourself. You've just sowed seed for a new vehicle, glory to God. Amen. Thank you, Jesus, my God. My God shall massively supply all our needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Amen. Hold your offerings up and let's pray. Father, right now in the name of Jesus, we believe. We believe that you, our God, shall supply all our needs in a massive amount. We expect to see great harvest coming back to us, Father. Why? Because you know that you can get it through us to others. You can, we'll, we will be a funnel for your blessings to flow through. Glory to God. So, Father, we thank you now. I declare great harvest coming into this church. Great harvest coming into this church family. Great harvest coming into my family and me. In the name of Jesus. We're going to be so blessed. We got to give it away. And we expect it and thank you for it now. In Jesus name. And everybody said. Amen. Amen. Glory to God.
Praise the Lord. All right, children. You got it? M Mama, come here. Come here. Come here. Turn around. Got it. Shucks. Taking care of her. Praise the Lord. Whoo. Brittany, you're too old. You cannot go to children's church. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Put me in my place. <laughs> Chris is back to going, yeah. That's <laughs> <And> my wife. <laughs> oh, yeah. Praise God. How many are ready for the word this morning? Amen. Amen. Believe in God that I'm going to get to where I want to get. Shut up, Gilby. <laughs> Hallelujah. You know, my prayer, when I, when I pray for a service, and you've heard me say this, a lot of you have heard me say this before, I don't ask God to bless what I want to do. I seek first what he wants me to do, knowing that it shall be blessed, because it's his will. And, you know, one of, the things my, one of the things I declare is that I'm going to say what he wants me to say and do what he wants me to do. Because this isn't about furthering Pastor Dan. This is all about furthering the kingdom of God. Amen? And so with that said, who can tell me what we've been preaching on here uh, for the past seven weeks or so now? We've skipped a few weeks here and there. Can anybody tell me what we've been preaching on? The God who is... More than enough. Our God is El Shaddai, the God who is more than enough. He's the God that made Abraham very rich in cattle, in silver, and in gold. He's the one who made Abraham very rich. That's what the Bible says. He's the one who made Isaac very wealthy, very prosperous. Amen. And they weren't even born again. They're not even children. They're not even children of God. Are you hearing me? Glory to Jesus. He's the God that fed thousands of people with just a few pieces of bread and fish, with 12 baskets full left over in one incident and seven baskets full left over in another. He's the God who is more than enough. Glory to God. He's the one that blessed Peter with so much fish that his boat, his boats. His boats began to sink and his nets began to break. He's the God who is more than enough. Amen. Oh, glory to God. He's the one who came to give us life and life more abundantly, excessively. Oh, glory to God. Super abundantly. I like that word. I mean, I'm, it's, we're going to read it again in just a moment in another scripture. Super abundantly. Everybody say super abundantly. How many know that abundantly would have been good? Seriously. But he, he doesn't stop there. He's talking about so much. I mean, that's, I can't. I want us to start comprehending and understanding these things. And the only way we're going to do that is by the grace of God, with the help of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is our teacher. Amen. And he will reveal these things to our hearts. Jesus came to give you and me life and life more abundantly 
to the overflow, excessively, superabundantly. And it's the God kind of life. I said it's the God kind of life. Again, I know I'm saying this, and I know y'all are going like this, some of you at least. But, I mean, you're going like this, but how many of you guys are really getting this? Because if you're really getting this, you probably should tell your face about it because you ought to be really excited about it. You got God's life in you. You got the life of God in you. You got the life of God in you. You got God's life in you. I've got God's life. It is eternal life. It is the life of the eternal God. It's in me right now. I'm never going to taste of death. Now, I might die physically, but this big boy here is never going to die. I'm going to live forever with my God. And I'm telling you right now, when we get over there on the other side, oh, glory to God, it's going to be so much better than right now. But in the meantime, right now, I'm going to let that life of his that he's given me to the overflow flow out of me to bless people, to be, a, to be used by him, whatever he wants to do with a life that's now in me. Question mark. Do you think the life in you is greater than the death of the devil? The Spirit of God is somebody that just said to ask you that question. Do you believe that the life in you is greater than the death of the devil? Why should we fear death? Oh, I tell you what, it's, it's, I've heard of different ones who died and said they, their, their spirit just kind of slipped out of their bodies. And in fact, some of them said they're going up and they're looking down at their physical bodies and say, oh my goodness, what's going on now? Can you imagine that? But see, I believe... I believe that we're the generation that's going to hear a shout. And we're going to hear a trumpet blow. And, and we're going to be changed in the twinkling of an eye. So fast, it, I mean, I don't even know how fast that fast is. It's faster than that. But we're going to be changed in the twinkling of an eye. And we're going to give up our mortality and become immortal creatures. You ever seen that new movie, Immortals? Don't. It's horrible. But anyway, but listen, we're going to live forever. We're going to give up our mortality. We're not only going to be death doomed, but we're going to be, we're going to have eternal bodies. We're going to have bodies like Jesus has right now. See, I'm, people always talk out on me because they talk about how, I talk about how I like to eat. I like to eat. I enjoy eating. I'm a man who likes to eat. What do I like to eat the most? Bye. Okay. But, but now notice, Jesus in his glorified body was on the beach when the, the disciples were out fishing, and all of a sudden they seen him, Jesus over there, and he's, he's grilling some fish up. He's sitting, and is that, what is this? am I telling the truth? He's grilling some fish up. And finally they recognize who it was. They go up there, and Jesus eats with them. So in my glorified body, I get to eat. Oh, man, come on now. Am I the only one that gets a little bit excited about that? See, I heard that when we get to heaven, there's going to be a tree, the tree of life, and it's going to have fruits on it. And the fruits, are they, they taste. Now, I, I don't remember exactly how it goes, but it, basically the fruits taste the way you want to, you know, what you enjoy. I already know what I enjoy. I'm already thinking of an a, a apple pie with a crunchy top with whip. I, I don't know if this is going to happen, but I like to believe these kind of little things. And I'm going to take a bite of that fruit, and it's going to be, oh, glory to God, much better than anything I have ever tasted on this planet. Amen. Amen. 
But also, notice, Jesus walked through walls. So in our glorified bodies, we're going to be able to walk through walls. Isn't that cool? I mean, that's pretty stinking cool. And Jesus, when he, when, when he left the earth, he went up. Basically, he's flying. I said, basically, he's flying. Now, again, that should make some of you very happy. Because from my perspective, I'm going to get to fly. And I know when that happens, I'm going to be one of some of those. I know there are going to be more besides me. But I'm going to be flying around, having a good time here. Woo! Glory to God. The rapture's happening. I'm down here flying. Woo! And Jesus will say, come on, Daniel. Hurry up. We got to go. Immortality. Immortality. I've been given his life. Eternal life. The God kind of life is in you and me. And see, you know, the Bible also says that we have the Holy Spirit living in us. We know that, right? Greater is he that is in us than he that is eternally defeated in this world. We got the greater one in us. But you know one of the reasons he's in us? Of course, he's in us to teach us, to lead us, to guide us. But he's also in us to quicken us, to bring life to our mortal bodies. Now, why am I saying that? Because how many times are when Christians, you know, something tries to get on them, an ailment tries to get on them, they go to their doctor, the doctor says, you got this, this, or that, and immediately they begin to think, what can you, doctor, do for me? Instead of just looking to the one on the inside of you, the Holy Spirit on the inside of you, and say, Holy Spirit, quicken my mortal body. And it's a scripture. It's a Bible verse. I'm just simply acting on it. And if I'm acting on it, then I know my God's faithful for the results. Why am I getting so excited up here this morning? And some of y'all like sitting out there like, oh, dear Jesus, how long does this guy go? Well, if you're going to be like that, I'm going to preach for the next two hours. No, how about the next 24 hours? <laughs> yeah, that would be, have to be God, right? Hallelujah. Listen to this. My God... He's the God that because of the power that is at work within us is able to carry out his purpose and do super abundantly, super abundantly far over and above all that we dare ask or think, infinitely beyond our highest prayers, desires, thoughts, hopes, or dreams. He's the God who will achieve infinitely more than our greatest requests, our most unbelievable dreams, and exceed our wildest imaginations. He will outdo them all for his miraculous power constantly energizes us. Selah. I mean, if you really got a hold of those scriptures, you think that might change your life? I mean, come on. He will achieve infinitely more than your greatest requests. Your most unbelievable dreams. Whew. Exceed your wildest imaginations. Do you know that God has given you an imagination? But what has happened, the devil has taken it and has twisted it. And so many people imagine things they shouldn't be imagining, thinking on things they shouldn't be thinking on. Strongholds get built up in a person's mind. But God has given us an imagination for good. See, with our imagination, we begin to see ourselves the way he sees us. We see ourselves doing things the way he did things, operating in this earth just like Jesus did when he was in the earth. If you get those kind of thoughts going through your head, oh, man, I tell you. You talk about being able to step out and do mighty works for him, for Jesus Christ. And yet it says right here, he will exceed our wildest imaginations. 
That's my God. He is El Shaddai, the God who is more than enough. Woo! Isn't that incredible? Is this as big a blessing to you as it is to me? Oh, my goodness. This is something. This is just. Whoo. Whoo. I was listening. Well, actually, I was reading an article by a, a, a uh, minister that I follow. And I don't know. I'm being led to say this now, but I, I am. But he was talking about with everything that's going on. Wars and rumors of wars are happening. And again, there is a lot of fear out there. Is this the start of World War III? Is this going to be a nuclear war? Um, you know, on and on and on. Is China fixing to do this? And are they coming together, China and Russia? The Bible, if you read the Bible, there's a war that uh, is talked about. I believe it's in Ezekiel, but I'm not 100% certain. I, don't, didn't look, I haven't, didn't look any of this up. But it's called the War of Gog and Magog. And that, in that war of Gog and Magog, there's going to be an alliance that forms between several countries, but there's three main countries. And, it, I, and the, the one country, I think it's Gog, is Russia. Another country is Iran. And I believe another one is China. And, and, and then there's some other, some other nations. But, but the point is, all of these countries, Russia, China, Iran, they despised one another. They hated one another. In other words, you would have never, if in the Bible that, that it's written like that, that right there for a lot of people said, see, that's, there's no way that will ever happen. They despise one another. They hate one another. And yet here it is happening right now. They are forming an alliance. And I am, <laughs> let's just put it this way. If you see them start to go against Israel, look up. Your redemption draws nigh. Did you hear what I just said? Look up. Your redemption draws nigh. I encourage you, I implore you, by the Spirit of God, do not allow fear to come into your life. God has not given you a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Cannot, do not entertain fear for a moment. I said, do not entertain fear for a moment. It is so important that we rise up to be who God created us to be. Children of the light. Children of the most high God. Children who have his eternal life in us. Who, children who have resurrection power in us. Glory to God. I am convinced, man, we're fixing to see some miraculous things going on in this world. Do not be surprised by them. But there's going to be a lot of death, destruction, and mayhem going on. Do not be surprised by that. The Bible says in the last days there will be perilous times. That word literally means hard to deal with times. That's what's happening. It's beginning to happen. How many know that's true? I can't even watch the television. Hardly at all anymore because of they start to, the news because they start to show some of these things going on in our cities here in this country. I've seen some things go down that it just, I mean, it, I don't even let my wife watch it. And I, you might think I'm being strange, but I'm, she, it bothers, I mean, it just, it, it just like hits her spirit. And, and, and I say all that for this. 
I cannot, I must not allow those things to determine how I'm going to live my life. Are you hearing how I'm saying that? I cannot entertain thoughts of fear, but I also got to cut off anger out of my life. Because, see, a lot of times I'm seeing those things happening and my flesh gets, it gets stirred up. I want to be right there to be on the other side of what that person just did and knock the tar out of them. I'm just my flesh now, not me, my flesh. Am I the only one who's ever seen something like that and didn't respond with your flesh wanting to do something? But we cannot let anger consume us. The Bible says be angry and sin not. I got off on this, but it's a good thing to be off on. Because, again, Jesus is coming. And he's coming soon. We are to comfort one another with these words. Everybody say comfort. comfort. If you're a Christian, you ought to be excited. God looked through the eons of time and said, I want them, each of you and me, to be born in the earth for such a time as this. God is looking for Christians like us to step up to the plate and say, here I am, God. I'm ready. Let's go to war for Jesus. Amen. Amen. You know, we fight as Christians, but we only fight the fight of faith. In other words, we do everything by his power and by his might, in his strength, by his guidance. Which means if we do it that way, now get this, we win. Period. Nobody can take that away from us. Okay, glory to God. Some of us are getting excited and some of us aren't, and that's okay. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I better get going because I want to get to my stuff today. <laughs> my God. Shh. My God is El Shaddai. He's my El Shaddai. He's the God who's more than enough. And his will for you and me is to live not in the land of just enough. I mean, excuse me, not enough. Have you ever been in the land of not enough before? And he doesn't want us to live in the land of just enough, just getting by. He wants us to live in the land of more than enough. I'm convinced that is his will for us to live so blessed, so blessed. That we're able to take care of our families, pay all our bills, plenty left over to put in the store. But even more than that, to have so much that we got to be a great, we're able to be a great blessing to those around us. I have made it my life's, I've made a decision in my life, quality decision. I'm going to be the greatest blessing I can possibly be to everyone I have contact with. I want to be someone who's ever sensitive to the Spirit of God. I want to be someone that God can tap on the shoulder at any time and say, I want you to bless that person. I want you to bless this church. I want you to bless this ministry. This year, 
this church, I just got through doing my personal taxes and doing some of the church stuff. This year is one of the biggest years of giving we've ever had in this ministry. Yeah. Glory to God. And, and I, I'm not, I'm breaking on God when I'm fixing to say, but it's been one, was one of our biggest years of giving. And, and, and it makes me excited. You, you know what that means? I got a big old harvest coming in. And you should get excited about that. I'm going to have a big harvest coming in. Because, see, you're, you're in my sphere of influence. You're in my world, so to speak. Which means you could be one of the ones that's going to get blessed through me. Huh? Amen. And, 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 and it's, listen. Glory to God. You got to recognize this. We have got to learn that God will use us to bless those who are doing it his way. You don't, God doesn't, do you know that the Bible does say, my God shall, how do I want to say that, Lord? God will bless those who are operating in Bible faith and believing him to bless them and doing it his way. Does that make sense, the way I just said that? You can't just sit there and say, well, God, that is not fair. That John Overball is getting blessed all the time. He's blessed coming in, he's blessed going out, blessing this in, he's blessing the field. Blessed, blessed, blessed. Well, if he's doing it God's way, do you not think that he's going to keep getting it? God will get it to you if he knows he can get it through you. It's got to be your heart. But I promise you, if that becomes your heart, it gets fun. I said, it gets, I was just, I was just thinking about that because I watched that video that you had on there, uh, Michael Todd. And I was thinking, God, why does that, what does that move me all? Every time I see that, it makes me want to cry. And then it's like, because that's who I am. I'm the greatest giver of all. And you are my child. And that's the way you're going to be, and you are. I believe I'm going to be a bigger giver than I've ever been in my life. It should be our heart's cry. That's who God is. That's what the love of God does. For God so loved the world that he gave. We love God, and we're serving God, and we're going to give. Hello? Oh, man, I tell you what, I'm doing a lot better preaching than some of y'all are even. Amen and glory to God. So, does God want us to be blessed? Does he want us to be blessed to just enough, living at the level of just enough? Or does he want us to go into the level of more than enough? I'm convinced of it. I firmly believe it with all my heart. But how do we get there? How do we go from the land of not enough into the level of just enough and from the level of just enough into the level of more than enough? How do we get there? It's just like we receive anything else from God. Be it unto us according to our faith. Be it unto us according to our faith. Go with me this morning to Ephesians chapter, uh, chapter 2. This is a very familiar set of scriptures. This speaks of how we got saved, how we get saved, how we got saved. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. One of the definitions of the grace of God is this. It's anything and everything 
that the Lord Jesus Christ has accomplished for us and made available for us through his redemptive work. Did you hear that? That includes healing, deliverance. It includes peace and joy. It includes divine protection, divine provision, wisdom, guidance, and so forth. But just because all of those things belong to us now doesn't mean we're going to experience them in our lives. This revelation right here helped me so greatly in my faith walk. I got it years ago, but I'm telling you, it will greatly bless you if you can receive this. There are two sides to all of this. There's the legal side, and then there's the experiential side. Listen, just because it's legally ours in the eyes of God in the highest court of the universe doesn't mean we'll experience those things while we're here on this earth. For example, this is going to take you back because it did me. Even though it's God's will for all of us to be saved, how many understand that there are thousands of people every day who step off into eternity without receiving Jesus as their personal Lord and Savior? I read on the internet there are approximately 153,000 people who die every day throughout this world. 153,000 people. And if only 31.2% of the world's population are Christians, and that's what they say, that means that approximately over 105,000 people die every day who have not received God's gift of salvation. It's not because it's not available. Legally, it belonged to them just as much as it belongs to us. But just because it belong, illegally belonged to them doesn't mean they will experience in their, it in their lives. Are you hearing me? So how do we or anyone else on this planet tap into this grace so that we can experience all of these things in our lives? With our faith. The Bible says, For by grace you have been saved. In other words, our salvation is the result of what Jesus has done through his redemptive work, what he accomplished through his redemptive work. And how do we take advantage of it? Through faith. Through faith. And that's not of, your, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. So salvation is a gift from God. And is available to every person living on this planet right now. But in order to be saved... Even though that salvation is legally yours, you have to use your faith. Does everybody get this? In other words, you hear the good news about Jesus. About how he went to the cross and died there for your sins. And that how he took the penalty upon himself. Instead of you having to take the penalty upon yourself. And he went into the heart of the earth where he took that judgment. Paid that penalty. But glory to God, then you hear that he was raised from the dead. And now you hear that simply by believing on Jesus and believing what he's done and then confessing him as the Lord of your life, the Bible says you shall be saved. Everybody with me? Is that true? Amen. Friends, listen. That's the way it works. It's that simple. I said it's that simple. And hear me now. That's the way it works for us to receive Anything from our God. Right there. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. We hear the word. 
Faith rises up in our hearts, and we simply appropriate those things we need from, that Jesus has provided for us with our faith and bring it into our lives. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Now, we're going to get more into that in just a moment. I want you to listen to some scriptures, however, that speak of how these people's faith was involved in receiving what they came to Jesus for. And remember, these people back then, they didn't have a Bible. They didn't have a, a, a telephone or, or television. These people simply heard about Jesus and what Jesus was doing as he traveled through that particular area of the world. Amen? Listen to this. Mark 5.34, this is speaking of the woman with the issue of blood. And he said to her, daughter, your faith, your faith has made you well. Go in peace, be healed of your affliction. Matthew 8.13, this is the healing of the centurion's servant. Then Jesus said to the centurion, go your way. And as you have believed, so let it be done for you. And his servant was healed that same hour. Matthew 5, uh, excuse me, 15, 28. This is the healing of a Canaanite woman's daughter. Then Jesus answered and said to her, O woman, great is your faith. Let it be to you as you desire. And her daughter was healed from that very hour. And then finally, Matthew 9, 29. This is the healing of the two blind men. He touched their eyes saying, according to your faith, let it be to you. Can you see the role that faith played in these different ones receiving what they came to Jesus for? Jesus did not look at them one time and say, you're getting this because I'm the son of God, did he? They simply heard about Jesus. They heard what Jesus was doing. I mean, it could have been, you know, man, did you hear about what's going on over in... That town over there, they're having all these people getting healed. Anybody that's coming to Jesus is getting healed. And, and this person, are, 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 are you serious? Is that really going on? Is that really happening? And they say, oh, yeah, there's not one person. I mean, I, you remember that, that old Tom that used to live over here, but he moved over there, and he had his arm cut off? And, 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 and he went to Jesus, and Jesus, his arm grew out. <laughs> I know sometimes right there made some of y'all's head go, tilt, tilt, tilt. You look at it, this is one of what I was talking about earlier about digging into the truth of the word. When some of those miracles that Jesus did, those healing miracles that Jesus did, was talking about miracles like that. Every one of them, every one of them, every one of them got healed. There is not one place in the Bible where someone came to Jesus for healing and did not receive it. Did you hear what I just said? Now, there were places where Jesus went where they did not receive him, and he was able to do just a little bit. Not much there. The point I'm trying to make is this. Our faith plays a huge part of this. Oh, thank you, Jesus. In order to get to and then live in the level of more than enough, we must believe in Almighty God, that he is El Shaddai, the God who is more than enough. As I said over and over again during this, this teaching, he will be to you who you know him as. Is he the God who is more than enough? Is he the God who is more than enough to you? 
Thank you, Jesus. We must believe in Jesus, who he is, what he's done for us through his redemptive work. We must believe in the word of God and what it says. No matter what anybody else tries to tell us, no matter what religion tries to tell us, no matter what the traditions of man try to tell us, no matter what Auntie Susu tries to tell you. Does anybody have an Auntie Susu? <laughs> Listen. We believe and base our lives upon the word of God. It is to be an anchor to our soul. Are you listening to me? See, if someone comes to you and gets upset with you because, I don't know, I, 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 I don't believe that. Okay, you, you, that's your choice to not believe it. But see, I can take you to the Bible, which is truth. In fact, it's absolute truth. It can never be changed. It, it will never be changed. It's forever settled. I can show you in the Bible what I'm saying is so. Can you show me in the Bible what you're saying is so? And, and, and if listen, I've said this for years, and I, I mean, for, since I've been walking with God, God, if I'm wrong in my thinking, show me. If I'm wrong in what I'm believing, show me. I want to know. I'm going to maintain a teachable spirit. I'm a man. I can make mistakes. But the bottom line is once I see it in the Bible, there ain't nobody's going to take that away from me. That settles it, glory to God. Now I choose to believe it. Here, are you hearing me? Thank you, Jesus. We must believe in who we are now in Christ Jesus. Did you hear what I just said? Who we are now in Christ Jesus. In fact... I was just thinking on that, and, and it kind of was being impressed upon me. I know the Lord's really getting me on me to get on in the scriptures, in Christ's scriptures, but I believe I need to do a teaching on that, who we are in Christ Jesus, and, 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 and what we can do in Christ Jesus, and what we now have in Christ Jesus. Amen. And we must believe in the blood of Jesus. Whoo! In the fact that the precious blood of Jesus guarantees all the promises of God. Whoo, glory to God. Three minutes. I got a lot more than that three minutes. I got three pages. <laughs> we must believe in the blood of Jesus. In other words, my ability to live in the level of more than enough is guaranteed by the blood of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. So how do we get from the level of not enough or the level of just enough to the level of more than enough? Be it unto us according to our faith. Friends, that's, not, this, that's what this whole study is about. I believe God wants us as Christians to get to that place where we're living in that land. Not visiting the land of more than enough, living in the land of more than enough. Is it possible for us to get there? Now, let me just throw this out for free right now because I feel like I'm kind of, I'm not saying it's bouncing off a wall today. Boy, a couple services ago it was. But I feel like there's some people like there out there who have this kind of, they, they don't comprehend it yet. They're not there yet. And I'm not saying, I'm not looking at anybody in particular. But I want you to, to know this. This is a journey. I said, this is a journey. We start out where we're at and allow God to take us up and up and up and up. Amen. But if you see it in the Bible... Again, your mindset has to be, that settles it. That's it. I don't care what anybody says. I see it in the Bible. I'm basing my life off of that. I choose to believe that. Thank you, Jesus. We serve El Shaddai, the God who is more than enough. And as his children, his will for us is to live in the land of more than enough. Now, I mentioned this a few weeks ago. 
I believe that as ministers, sometimes we have a tendency to uh, kind of get ahead of ourselves, move on too quickly, and assuming that everyone knows exactly what I'm saying up here uh, when we say things like, be it unto us according to our faith. But I believe the Lord is leading me this morning to talk to you, begin to teach you about faith. What faith is and how to use your faith. How many think that would be something that would be a blessing to you? First of all, go with me to Hebrews chapter 11. Can you stick with me? I really only have a couple pages left. It's, it'll bless you. Hebrews 11 verse 1. And I'm going to read this from several different translations, okay? Hebrews 11 says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Now that right there is a, a what, what do they say that is? Not a, is it a paradox where you say one side and the very next thing you're saying something totally different? It's the evidence. Now, the evidence in the natural realm is something you can see and feel. But according to this, it's, this is the evidence of things not seen. Do you see that? Now, the Amplified says it this way. Now, faith is the assurance, the confirmation, the title deed of the things we hope for, being the proof of the things we do not see, and the conviction of the reality. Faith perceiving as real fact what is not revealed to the senses. I like that a lot. Have you ever gone in to purchase something and put it on layaway? Did they give you a little receipt, a title for it? Even though you can't see it, you know it's yours, you got the title for it. This, God's word, is our title deed. You may not see it out here in this natural room yet, but you see it in here. And if it's in here, then it gets in here, then it will be out here. Oh, I hope you're getting that. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to make this as simple as possible, friends. I want you to know that living by faith is not some struggle. Some people have got that kind of a mindset where it's concerned, and it's not. Faith is a simple thing to do. I've told this to you before. If you see it in the Bible, that settles it. If that settles it, now you have a choice. Do I choose to believe it, or I choose not to believe it? Choosing to believe it is an act of faith. Is it really that simple, Pastor Ben? It is. But see, religion is complicated things. Did you hear what I just said? Religion is complicated things. We are not a religion. We are in a relationship. I, I, I heard one. This, to me, was one of the greatest ways I've ever seen somebody try to uh, witness to people. Was out street witnessing. Went up to a bench, and he said to these guys sitting on the bench, he goes, you know, said, hey, how you doing and everything else? And he said, uh, um, hey, have you ever heard about Jesus? And they, both of the men looked at him and said, we hate religion. Go away. We hate religion. And the guy looked at him and said, smiled real big and says, I hate religion too. But I want to talk to you about Jesus and the relationship I now have with him. It totally took them aback to have a, someone share with them that they hated religion too. Do you see how I'm saying that? Okay, that was all for free, but glory to God, I thought it was a good thing. <laughs> Hebrews 11.1 1 from the New Living Translation says, Faith is the confidence that what we hope for will actually happen. It gives us assurance about things we cannot see. The uh, Living Bible says, what is faith? It is the confident assurance that something we want is going to happen. It is the certainty that what we hope for is waiting for us, even though we cannot see it up ahead. Oh, I like that. The Lord just said, when I was sitting there, 
And I, I was just reading that. And he reminded me, he was sitting on a bus when I was at Canaan Land, traveling back from a Kenneth Copeland convention and asking him about a wife. When am I going to get married, Lord? When are you going to bring that woman into my heart? And he said to me, very, he said to me as clearly as, I, as if you started talking to me right now, and he said, you follow after me with all your heart and I'll bring her into your life and she's following after me with all her heart. I'll bring you two together and you will have heaven on earth. Now, God spoke that to me, but did it happen immediately? Did it happen? Could I see Joan? Did she go, oh, no. I actually went to Ramah, and I, when I got to Ramah, she was my friend. She said she saw me. She said, oh, man, look at that dude. <laughs> I was going, what up? No. We, no, ask her. Don't be telling her. I'm like, get. <laughs> She's my sister-in-law. Nobody get offended on the, on the internet. But anyway, um, we were friends, and I have to admit, I did not, it wasn't like I was suppressing my heart and saying, my heart was going, that's the one, that's the one, that's the one. I'm like, no, 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 no. And we were just friends. And, 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 but the second year, when we went out, she began to talk with me, and I began to talk with her. It was, I mean, I'm, now, I, I'm not suggesting this is the way it's going to happen, young people. But when I began to talk with her, and she began to talk with me, I knew in my heart immediately, this is the one. I fell, okay. I fell in love with that woman. And I tell you, I am the most blessed man. Men. I'm just one man. I'm the blessed, most blessed man on this planet because I followed after Jesus Christ. I had faith because of what he spoke to my heart, and then he brought it to pass. Amen. Do you see that? Oh, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. The Passion Translation says it this way. Now, faith brings our hopes into reality, becomes the foundation needed to acquire the things we long for. It is all the evidence required to prove what is still unseen. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Another translation says faith is the warranty deed that the thing for which you finally hope for is yours. And then finally, I like what Corey Ten Boom once said about faith. Faith sees the invisible. Faith believes the unbelievable, and faith receives the impossible. Isn't that good? So if we are to operate in true Bible faith, what is it that we must do as believers? What is it that we must find out? Number one, what is God's will for you and me? And what has God uh, given us because of the redemptive work of Jesus? Why is that so important? Because faith only begins where the will of God is known. You cannot step out in true Bible faith if you don't know what God's will is for your life. Where do you find out God's will for your life? The Bible. The B-I-B-L-E. Amen? And number two, how do we possess those things we need with our faith? Well, i got a deep question here. Where do we find out answers to Bible questions like this? In the Bible. <laughs> Think of it like this, and I'm getting here, I'm getting here. Are y'all, is everybody okay? Because I'm telling you, it will bless you. You're going to get blessed. Think of it like this. Jesus, because of his complete and finished redemptive work, has set a table for us in the presence of our enemies. Whether that enemy is sickness and disease, or poverty and lack. Whether our enemy is oppression, or depression, or bondage. And on that table is everything we need to live whole and healthy lives. 
to live rich and prosperous lives, to live lives free, to live lives victoriously. It's set up on this table. All right, is everybody with me right now? Listen to what Ephesians 1.3 tells us. It says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us. Do you see that? Has blessed us. Notice that's past tense, meaning it's a done deal. He has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. The Passion says every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realm has already been lavished upon us as a love gift from our wonderful heavenly Father, the Father of our Lord Jesus, all because he sees us wrapped into Christ. This is why we celebrate him with all our hearts. So if that's true, and it is, how do we get the blessings from the spiritual realm into this natural realm so that we can, it can help us here? How do we get something that is legally ours into our lives so we can experience it? With our faith. With our faith. With our faith. We appropriate the blessings of God into our lives with our faith. Here we go. So God has given us a salvation package. Here it is. See, a lot of people believe that when it says salvation, they immediately think it's only talking about our ticket into heaven. But that word salvation comes from the Greek word soteria or soterion. And listen to what that means. The word salvation, it means it's an all-inclusive word signifying forgiveness, healing, prosperity, deliverance, safety, rescue, liberation, restoration, happiness, and general well-being. Pretty much sums it up, doesn't it? Glory to God. See, Christ's salvation is total in scope for the total man, spirit, soul, and body. Whoo! And, and, and remember how I told you, you get saved, right? How do we get saved? We hear the gospel. We hear the good news about Jesus. We then believe it in our hearts, confess with our mouths, we shall be saved, right? And I said that's exactly how it works in all of these other areas. So let's take the time and look and see what's in our salvation package. Well, we got to uh, it's addressed to whosoever will believe. And this one is saved from death unto life, adoption to the family of God. So that's talking about our salvation. And then we have one here. This one is prosperity and abundance to whosoever will believe. And there's a bunch of scriptures on there. And then we have this one to whosoever will believe, divine guidance. And then we have this one, and this one is to whosoever will believe, wisdom. Isn't that amazing? And in here is another one, freedom from all bondages. I don't know why it sounds like rice, but it does. <laughs> Because it is, that's right. Glory to God. And then there's this one. This is the one I wanted to get to. Healing. We're going to talk about healing today. To whosoever will believe. How does faith come? By hearing and hearing by the word of God. So I want, can you go to the scriptures real quick up there if I give them out to you? 1 Peter 2, 24. I could probably co- uh, can, uh, Speak it to you by memorization, but I want you to see it. 1 Peter 2, 24. Is everybody okay? Because I'm telling you, you're going to get blessed. Hallelujah. 
It says this. He himself bore our sins in his body on the cross so that we might die to sins and live for righteousness by his wounds. The new King James and King James says by his stripes you have been healed or you are healed. Excuse me, it actually says you were healed. You were healed. Peter was looking back to the cross and what Jesus did. And so it says right there, can you put the new King James up? Is that possible? You know how to do that? Okay, anyway, the, bo the bottom line is it's talking about the fact what Jesus went through when he was beaten with that cat of nine tails, the stripes upon his back. That paid for our healing. I have a question for you. Do you think it's right for us to just accept sickness and disease in our bodies because we wanna, don't want to put God out too much? We're go we don't want to twist God into doing something he really doesn't want to. Even though Jesus took those stripes upon his back for our healing. I've had some people say this, and, and, and this is just talking about spiritual healing. And in fact, even from Isaiah 53, it says, they say the same thing. He's talking about spiritual healing. Let me tell you a little secret here. You cannot be healed spiritually. Did you hear what I just said? You have to be born again spiritually. Because, see, you are separated by, from God. You're spiritually dead. That doesn't need healing. It needs life. And that comes as a result of receiving Jesus Christ into our hearts. Amen. Amen. This is talking about a physical healing that belongs to us. By whose stripes you were healed. You were healed. So what do you do then? And, and then I got a bunch of other ones. Like I said, Matthew 8, 17. Can you get to that one in the New King James? All of these kind of tie in together. I got a bunch on here. 3 John 2, Psalm 103, 2 and 3, Proverbs 4, 20 through 22, and Isaiah 53, 4 and 5. But Matthew 8, 17 says that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, because that's in Isaiah 53, saying he himself took our infirmities and bore our sicknesses. Jesus, if you read that account, was healing, physically healing the people. So that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying, He himself took our infirmities and bore our sicknesses. If Jesus took my sicknesses and my diseases, if he bore them, why do I want to? Do you see that? I don't, he took them for me. So what do I do now? I got all these scriptures. I have all these scriptures on here. And so I began to speak them out over my life. I begin to confess them over my life. Now, can I throw this one out for free real quickly? Do not wait until you get sick until you start doing this. Spend time in the Word, quality time in the Word, speaking life over yourself, speaking the Word over yourself, speaking healing over yourself, speaking prosperity over yourself, speaking deliverance over yourself. Keep it before you constantly, day and night, day and night. Amen. So that you will observe to do all that is written there, and then you shall make your way prosperous, and then you shall have good success. Amen. So you're getting in the word and you're speaking the word and you're confessing it of yourself and all of a sudden sickness tries to come on you. Now, it belongs to me. It's a part of my salvation package, but that's the spirit realm. You can't really see this, but you know it's there because you got God's word on it. Are you hearing me now? So how do I get it from there to here? Well, see, I got, the, I got my faith built up because I've been confessing the scriptures. 
I've got my faith built up. And so when that tries to come on me, I say, right now, Father God, I know what your word says. I know what Jesus has already done for me through his redemptive work. I know that by his stripes I was healed. And so I'm releasing my faith right now, fully expecting to receive from the spirit realm what belongs to me now in this natural realm. And get this, even though I may not, listen, this is so important. Even though I may not feel any different, I know I'm healed because I got God's word on it. That's what faith is. Faith believes what it can't see. Faith believes what it can't feel. I, I, I was talking to John the other day. He came over and, where am I, where's my phone? Oh, here it is. I got it. Sorry. Sorry about that, throwing stuff everywhere. But this is so good. I, as, as I was talking to him, I started to get some, uh, I started to get some revelation. And it said, this is one of, one of the things God spoke to me. He said, what he has said in his, what I have said in my word does not change because you stepped out in faith and things get worse instead of better. Do you hear me? I've, I've shared this with you before. I heard it from Keith Moore. And it's so good. People believe in God to receive their healing. They go up, they get prayed for, they believe it, they're shouting, they're all excited. They go home and they throw up again. And then what's the first thing they do? I didn't get it. I must not have gotten it. This is the other thing that he said to me. Faith is not a yes or no proposition. I have heard this so many times in my life. God may say yes or God may say no. There is not a scripture that substantiates that fact. In fact, we just read all the spiritual blessings are now ours in the heavenly places. All of them. They belong to you and me. And the Bible says all the promises of God are yes and amen to those who believe. Are you hearing me? Yes and amen. Amen means so be it. Those things are mine. Do not be moved by what you feel. Do not be moved by what you're seeing. The only thing that matters is what does God's word say? Now, I'm not saying that, you know, sometimes God's going to heal people instantaneously. But it doesn't usually happen that way. The Bible, Jesus actually said we're to lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. A process of time takes place. What you've got to do is have this word so much in you that you're not going to be moved by anything happening around you. People, this is something that will happen. John should know because he went through something very serious recently. How many times have people come up to you and say, how are you feeling? How are you feeling? How are you feeling? Well, I mean, constantly people are saying those kinds of things to him. So what does that mean? What should he say? I don't care how I feel. I said, I don't care how I feel. I don't live my life based upon my feelings. My body might be screaming at me. I don't care what my body's saying. I, my body doesn't tell me what I'm going to do. I tell my body what it's going to do. I live by faith, not by sight. Not by how I feel. I got God's word on it. And as I continue to stand on the word of God, knowing that I've released my faith, my God is faithful for the results. And I know eventually it's going to come and the manifestation is going to manifest in this natural realm. I will feel the difference now. Are you hearing me? It works. The word works all the time. 
But what we've done is, again, allowed religion or the devil to hit you with these thoughts. It's so difficult to live by faith. You don't have what it takes to live by faith. You're not a spiritual. You know how many times you've missed it. Well, that's something I, I've gotten quite a bit in my life. You know what kind of lifestyle you've lived. You know you're not worthy. I'm not in and of myself. But Jesus has made me worthy. And, and can I, I just got this. I just was reminded of this. And I, I'm going to close. But listen, people think that when we're living by faith, we're making God into our heavenly butler or we're making God do something, trying to make God do something for us that it's, he doesn't want to do for us. We're, trying, we're twisting God's arm. And let me tell you a little secret here. I don't care who you are. You're never going to be able to twist God's arm. Hello? We don't, we don't ask God for something not in line with his word. But when you have his word on it, what does that mean? As far as God is concerned, these things belong to us. These are already ours. Jesus died so we could have those things. Jesus was raised so we could have those things. But we got to bring those things that are legally ours right now from the spirit realm into this natural realm. Amen. And the way we do that is with our faith. Do you see that this morning? Am I the only one that didn't get, I mean, I got blessed by hearing this when the Lord was showing me this. And I want you guys to grasp this because we're called to live by faith. We're not called to dabble in faith. We're not to live by, do faith every now and then. We're called to live by faith. How many want to please God? Seriously, out of what you've come out of, the lifestyle you live. Maybe some of you guys are real good, sweet people all the time. I wasn't. I mean, I used to get in fights with people because they had long hair. I, would, I mean, it, it was crazy. I mean, I, I did some of the most stupid things I, I, imaginable. But no matter what I've done, no matter even, listen, no matter even if I mess up today, that's not going to impact how I receive from God. No, it's going to impact my, me because it's going to, I'm going to start to deal with the, the bombardment of, deal, of guilt and, 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 and condemnation and things like that. And that impacts you receiving from God, not from his end, but from your end. Do you see that? That's why I thank God for the blood of Jesus. That's why I have faith in the blood of Jesus. I know I'm not a perfect man, but I guarantee you this much. I know the blood of Jesus is greater than any sin you've ever committed or ever will commit. You got to believe that. I have faith in the blood. I won't say that again. It's what everybody gets this. Your pastor has faith in the blood of Jesus. I have missed it many times in my life. The blood of Jesus has cleansed me. And I stand before God right now. Listen. As the righteousness of God. In Christ Jesus. I stand before him justified. Just as if I had never sinned at all. That's why I know I got it. I don't get it because of how good I am. I get it because of how good Jesus is. I get it because of what he's done. Do you, do you see that? So I'm not trying to manipulate God into to trying to give me something. God, come on, come on, come on, God, 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 God. Give, 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 give. I got one to give. Have you ever prayed with somebody that does that? God, 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 God. Do it, God, 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 God. I'm like, say something else. Anyway, I'm sorry. Well, I mean, think about it. Have you ever talked to somebody? 
Kirsten, 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 at your workplace, or, or, or God will give you a witty invention that is just takes the world by storm. There's all kinds of different ways that it can happen. A business opportunity, and, and, and the list goes on and on and on. Do not miss your opportunities. You've got to be always aware, however you want to do it, God. If you want to bring increase in my life through my job, I get a, a pay raise or whatever, praise the Lord. But if it happens some other way, praise the Lord. Amen. I heard one person, and I'll close with this thought. I heard one uh, person say, well, you just have mailbox faith. You just have mailbox faith. And I said, well, I, my faith isn't in the mailbox. My faith is in God. But if I do it God's way, sometimes it comes to the mailbox. And when I go there, and, and she was riding with me one time. And I said, I, 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 she, I don't remember where we're going. We're going somewhere else. And I said, I'm going to go get the mail. Someone's, there's a, a $50,000 check in there, something along those lines. And I went to the mailbox, opened up the mailbox, and there was a check in it for, for the, it was more than that, wasn't it? Or right at the same amount? Hey. <laughs> God's word works. God wants you blessed. See, uh, and it's just like, listen, if I could wrap this all up in a bow right now, God needs us blessed because we are in the last days. He's speeding things up, and he needs us to get to that position where we're living so blessed that we can get out there and further the gospel message all over the world. Are you listening? We've got to have that kind of mentality. I'm not talking about living blessed so we can be selfish. That's not God's way. But when you have a heart to give, to be a blessing, we're giving Irene a car for $13,000. Amen. I mean, that's pretty stinking cool. How many churches do that, in, 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 you know, that you've attended before? I am there, you know, well, don't, has anybody uh, attended Michael Todd's church? So better shut up before he go too much further. But listen, we're just getting started. Yeah. I love being a blessing. I, want, I know God wants me blessed. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Does he want you blessed? Do you know him as El Shaddai, the God who is more than enough? Because if you come to know him, as El Shaddai, you're going to find yourself saying, okay, God, you're my daddy. You're my El Shaddai. And I know your will for me is to live in the land of more than enough. And I know I'm not there yet, but I'm trusting you, Lord, to get me there. Hallelujah. My wife and I, I tell you, if you could have seen where we were at. I know I've shared this with you before. We were, the, we were on top. We weren't, how does that go? We weren't, I mean, the barrel was on top of us, man. We were like so far under the barrel. It was amazing how much debt we were in. 
But then we can, it was like all of a sudden we got this revelation. Boom. You can't keep using credit cards and expect for yourself to get out of this debt. So what do we do? Clip, 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 and clip, clip, clip. And we did not use our credit cards for a season. And we got out of that debt. And we began to sow more seed and more blessings started to come to us. And the point I'm trying to get at is right now we are believing God to continue to take us to the next level. I want to bless people. I want to give, when ministers come in here, I want to be one who writes a $25,000 check. I want to be one who writes a $50,000 check to them. I want to hear when somebody, one of you guys come up and starts talking to me and say, Pastor Dan, I just wanted you to know I'm believing God for a new vehicle. I'm not asking you to give me a vehicle. I'm just believing God for it. I want you to be in agreement with me. And I know you're sincere about it. But then God speaks to my heart and says, I want you to bless them with a new car. Hallelujah. Would you be willing to do something like that? Oh, it's fine. It's so, God will never ask you to do something that you could do in the natural. God's going to ask you to do something beyond yourself. Do you hear what I And can I just throw one more thing in? I know I said I was going to close it, but this is a good thing. God is never going to ask you to do something at the time that's most convenient for you. God usually asks us to do something when it's really inconvenient to us. I had other plans. I need you to go pray over here. But I had other plans. I, would, I have these plans to go have a good time over here. But I want you to go pray for somebody over here. Now you have a choice, don't you? You can be used by God to go pray for somebody. And if God's leading you to do it, trust me, you're going to see some results. Miracles are going to happen. But how many people say, oh, I've been planning this for weeks, for months. So I'm going to go have a good time. And they override it. Guess what happens when you override something like that? God's going to stop tapping you on the shoulder. Just saying. Everybody love me? Hallelujah. How many believe it's God's will for you to live in the land of more than enough? We're going to continue talking about faith. i got some other things I want to share with you. I want to talk to you about the, the uh, Brother Hagin's Bible verse in the Bible. What is it? Mark 11, 23 and 24 or something like that. Yeah, I want to share with you. I want to talk to you about that because... There's something else we need to know about faith that will help you tremendously in your walk of faith. Amen? So, Father, right now in Jesus' name, I call these people blessed. I thank you for the word that's come forth. I believe that we're a group of people that are glory to God, learning more of you and your ways, how to live that life of faith so we can please you, Lord. We understand the only way we can please you is with by living a life of faith. And Lord, we believe that you want us living in the land of more than enough. You want us living there so that we can be a funnel for you to flow your blessings through to others, to those, to our families, to our friends, to our co-workers, to our church family, and a funnel to flow your blessings through to other churches and ministries throughout the world that are preaching the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. We love you so much, dear God. I believe our best days are before us. This church's best days are before us as we walk out your plan and purpose for us hand in hand with your spirit, being led by your spirit, knowing if we're being led by him, we will always be at the right place at the right time. Glory to God. We worship you now. Thank you in the name of Jesus. Now with eyes closed and nobody looking around, I know most of us, if not all of us are Christians, but I'm not 100% certain about everybody. So I just want to give everybody an opportunity. If you've never received Jesus Christ into your heart, 
Or you would say, Pastor Dan, I'm a Christian, but I haven't been living for the Lord. I need to get right with Him. I want you to simply slide a hand up. Nobody's looking around but me. If any of you would say, that's me, Pastor Dan, I need to get right with God. Just slide a hand up right now. All right, I don't see any hands. I'm not going to hold it long, so look up at me. Thank you for sticking with me. Did you get something this morning? Glory to God. Do you feel something's changing on the inside? Hallelujah. Oh, our best days are before us. Do you believe it? I believe it. God's spoken it to my heart. I was just, I, I, I was uh, saying it the other day, and I thought to myself, you know, I've had so many I know that people look at me and say, Pastor Dan, you say that all the time. You're saying it all the time. All the time you're saying it. And, I, and, I, and I'm thinking to myself, well, yeah, I'm saying it all the time because faith comes by hearing, not having heard. I'm speaking it out of my mouth constantly because that's what I'm believing is going to happen. It is happening in Jesus' name. Amen? I'm excited to have all of you aboard of this church. I believe our best days are before us. I believe your best days are before you. Amen? Hallelujah. So, Father, I just pray a special blessing now upon everybody here. Families, friends, church family, glory to God. We call, I call this church blessed. We're blessed to be a blessing. In Jesus' name, everybody said amen. You are dismissed. God bless you. I love you.